How does a culture of respect and caring for people impact the mission? Well, it's episode 21 of the Team Charleston Family Readiness Podcast, and we're going to find out. Today, we discover how important family is and how vital it is that you, the Joint Base Charleston community, is well taken care of. But it doesn't stop here at Charleston. What we talk about today impacts the entire military as a whole. What do we talk about today? We talk about how an organization's culture is directly impacted by how service members and their families are taken care of. Like the rest of the helping agencies of Team Charleston, the programs at the Military and Family Readiness Center are vital to establishing the culture. But within the Military and Family Readiness Center, there are specifically two programs that directly impact both families well before they arrive at a base and long after they get here. These programs are essential to what we refer to today as a winning culture. Welcome to the Team Charleston Family Readiness Podcast. I'm your host, Senior Master Sergeant Dave Taglaferro. This is the only podcast where you can discover how the Joint Base Charleston Helping Agencies are supporting you and your families. Today's guest is the commander of the 628th Air Base Wing and Joint Base Charleston. He is responsible for 70,000 service members, civilians, retirees, and their families across four installations. Now, if that wasn't enough, he provides mission-ready airmen to combatant commanders in support of operations worldwide. He's experienced multiple deployments throughout his 21 years of service. He's been assigned to 15 different duty locations and has even worked at the Pentagon. Welcome to the show today, our guest, Colonel Mark Green. We have probably the biggest guest we've, no, I know this is the biggest guest we've ever had on the podcast. We have Colonel Green, the commander of the 628th Air Base Wing, joining us today on the podcast. And let me first start by saying thank you so much for coming on here. This is huge. And this is huge for not only the podcast, but really the families of Joint Base Charleston. And I know there are a lot of people excited to hear from you. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Tag. I want to say thank you. This is a new, uh, new thing for me, my first time being on a podcast. Uh, but this is incredible. So when I heard uh, you had a podcast series, actually my wife found it first <laughs> okay. on, on iTunes. We started listening to some of the content, and it's really good stuff. Great information for our families, for our community, but not even just Joint Base Charleston. I think it's great for, for families and, and the AMC community beyond the base. Some of the content highlights programs that are in the Air Force and elsewhere that, that really affect our families across the board, not just our team here at Charleston. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate that. And this means this means a lot to us. And that that's actually what brings us here today. You mentioned families and how important those families are. And that's why we're here. And I want to bring this up real quick. You took command back in, I believe, May. So we are barely over 100 days of you being the commander of the 628th Air Base Wing. Air Force and the DOD focus so much on families. We have instructions. We have regulations. We have website toolkits. Yet, you have decided to make it a priority to focus on service members and their families, especially the families. Why is that? Well, actually, Tag, I think the focus is bigger than that. So uh, the, the underlying focus is culture. What kind of culture do we want as an air base wing? What kind of culture do we want as a joint base and as an air force and as a department of defense? And so I'll tell you first, I want to thank Colonel Adams, uh, who took over for Colonel Adams about three months ago. And we had lots of conversations both before the change of command and since. And uh, he was working hard on this as well, trying to, to continue to build a culture of mutual respect and caring for people, not just mission focus. Mission focus is why we're here, obviously. 
uh, but the mission doesn't happen with the people. So the real focus has been culture, and it will continue to be culture. To me, it's not a 100-day target. It's not a one-year target. It's not a two-year target. It's, a, it's something we shoot for as commanders, regardless of what level you command, or for supervisors, regardless of what level you supervise at. And it's when we pass off, we inherit from our predecessors, and we hand off to those that follow us in command. It's the culture of the organization that will carry the day, that will allow us to be a winning team, that will help us defend the nation better over the long term. So how do these families, how do our service members and their families impact that culture, and what does that indicate when we're talking about a unit and their culture and how they perform? So the first answer I'd say to that is when we are called upon to go forward and and defend the country, we need to know as military members that our families are, to, are well cared for. And that doesn't happen in the moment. Every airman needs to be able to go do their job free and clear, focused on what their mission is. And the family members need to know that when their members go forward, when that airman goes forward, that we've done everything we can before they leave to train them and equip them as best as we possibly can to help them achieve their objectives and come back to their families. But while they're gone, their families are faced with tremendous amounts of stress, Certainly, tremendous amounts of responsibility. If the structure's not in place, if the programs aren't in place beforehand, they're not going to come together when they're needed most. We have a ton of programs over there at the Military Family Readiness Center, all focusing on the family members and making sure that they are ready to experience deployments, frequent TDYs, PCSs, things like that. And you need to make sure the member and their families are ready. But of all of those core program areas we focus on, why have you selected sponsorship and key spouse to really be your focus? Well, Tag, first I'll say thank you to the MFRC team. A wonderful team of professionals over there. They set the benchmark very high for okay. programs. Uh, amazing follow-through, amazing attention to detail, care for people. And you're part of that team, Tag, so thank you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. We also have wonderful command teams. Definitely. That work with the MFRC to take care of families, take care of airmen, take care of our sailors too. But this focus of mine on these two programs in particular comes from experience, comes from my first time in command as a squadron commander. The unit I was part of and I had the pleasure to lead didn't have a focused sponsorship program. Uh, each flight that was in the unit was, was in charge of their own sponsorship program. And what I found was that the results were uneven. Airmen would PCS in to this OCONUS location, and they would get different experiences. The flights that had strong sponsorship programs were the ones that succeeded really well. And airmen came in day one and felt like they were part of the team. And those that didn't have as much success with their sponsorship programs, they had too much turnover in the, in the, in the flight, or maybe they were overwhelmed by other mission requirements. That airman's first impression, that family's first impression of the unit, was not one of not caring, but it wasn't necessarily a positive one of welcoming to the unit. And to me, it didn't, it didn't send a clear, consistent message. So in squadron command, about six months in, this became a focus. This time, and in my last job, it was a focus early on. To me, the message you send when someone first gets an assignment to an organization, to a unit, to a squadron, to a wing, to a base, has to be one of welcome, has to be one of you're joining a team that you want to belong to, has to be one of where you're valued, and where your family is valued and cared for, and there's no second chance to make a first impression. And so if the first impression is not positive, if it's not clear, if it's not understood, you could spend the next six to 12 months trying to overcome that rather than starting off in the, on the right foot and then progressing from there. That's why sponsorship 
as a, as a critical focus. And one I wanted to highlight to squadron commanders in this wing as something that their command team really needs to relook at, not because they have bad programs, mm -hmm. but because every program can be improved. And are they learning from each other? And then how are they interacting with the MFRC to make sure that all that great information that's out there is being communicated to families before they even show up? As for Key Spouse, the Key Spouse program, I will tell you in Squadron Command, that was one of the best experiences over the two years in command, was my wonderful key spouses. Our squadron was transformed because of our two key spouses. Oh, really? Okay. Absolutely. I believe, uh, this is just my opinion, that a commander's role in the key spouse program is to think hard and choose the right key spouses that their unit needs. If you choose the right people, as with anything in leadership, they're naturally themselves in those roles. And so if you choose uh, key spouses that have those natural tendencies to want to care for and take care of people, to want to find the airman that's struggling. Right, that are motivated. To, to want to, yeah, to want to find the family that's struggling. The, the program reaches new heights. Uh, they become inherently in, entangled with the unit in a wonderful way. They know what's going on. For a commander, it's another conduit to which you can get the real pulse of your of your unit. Yes, yeah, some unfiltered feedback. Absolutely. And so to me, it is a wonderful program. Uh, it sends a, a wonderful message to airmen that you care because you do. Uh, it sends a great message to the families that they're part of the squadron family, or in this case, the wing family. It builds on, this is a key point, it builds on the initial relationship you build through the sponsorship program. They're together one, almost one in the Absolutely. same. Absolutely. The key spouse program uh, is a wonderful tool for capitalizing on the gains with a great sponsorship program. And that takes you through their entire lifetime in the unit from start to finish. And it sends them off to their next assignment, whether that's in the Air Force or as a civilian in life, with a great understanding of where they belong and who they belong to and what their contribution means. It also sets an example for what they can do as people with their fellow airmen and their families. A great key spouse and a great key spouse program sets a standard in a, in a squadron that makes others want to raise their level of awareness, makes others want to reach out and get to know their airmen better, their families better. Uh, and it just creates a culture of success that feeds on itself and, and just it, it goes in a wonderful direction. And that success can also stem from the buy-in that the member's spouse might have. So for instance, you come in, you're, you're coming in new, maybe new to the military, definitely new to the area, and as a spouse, they might be thinking that it's, it's the military, we are standardized, we all have a goal, we have instructions and regulations and technical orders and all of this. We're always ready, essentially, yet the unit might not be ready for that family that shows up all of a sudden in Korea or maybe in that overseas location, and all that's going to do is erode maybe that trust and that confidence that that family, that spouse especially, and now all of a sudden you might not have that buy-in because they're already kind of leery about what's happening in that unit. I, I can totally understand how sponsorship is important and how it feeds into the key spouse program. Something I'll add on that as well, Tag. Yes, we have wonderful command teams here. I, I could not have been more impressed when I got here. We've had several new commanders arrive as well. And so uh, when you start squadron command for the first time, you don't have the benefit of command experience. And so the reason I chose to point out those two programs is because I want them to take a moment and think about it amidst all the other requirements they have in front of them as new commanders. 
they're doing great. I, I'm confident our programs are, are thriving. But it's always good, as in life, as a commander, to take a step back and take a, a moment to review some key programs along the way to make sure that the culture of your, of your unit, of your squadron, matches what you intend it to be. You're talking about culture, and yesterday you mentioned a winning culture. What does a winning culture actually look like, both for the families as well as actually the unit? A winning culture, to me, is simple. A winning culture is one where the, the member, the airman, regardless of their rank, regardless of their marital status, and the family knows that they're valued and that their contributions are valuable to the people that they work with, but also to the mission, which is why we're here. It's why we put the uniform on every day. But helping people understand their worth and their value and where and how they contribute to the, meaningfully to the organization takes time, it takes repetition, and it takes intent. And that's a winning culture, one where everyone is, is intentionally leading folks, one where everybody is intentionally thinking about where those around them, where they are in life, what their hopes are, what their dreams are, what their fears are, and then finds a way to build that team to get to the, te- the team to the finish line, not an individual to the finish line. That team includes our families. We are one big military family. Whether you're active duty, guard, reserve, whether in uniform, whether you're a family, whether you're a veteran. We are one big military family. And it all starts with the sponsorship. And you mentioned getting to know people and their thoughts and their fears and their hopes. That really, that drills down a lot deeper than just wearing the uniform. That really drills down to the person themselves. It sounds like a winning culture is everybody driving towards the same goal, but more so on a personal level almost. It's not just about the mission, the mission, the mission. It's about how we treat each other on an interpersonal level then in turn as a byproduct enhance mission readiness. So there's professional meaning and purpose, which we can connect someone to the mission itself. How a task they do, how a specialty they have, specifically contributes to the mission at hand. That's one element of meaning and purpose, and that's part of a healthy culture. But there's also the personal purpose element. Who you are as an individual, who you are when you take that uniform off every day, Who's behind that uniform and that rank when you're going about your daily life as a military member? The elements of family that you bring with you to work every day, the struggles, the triumphs, that's all part of who you are as a person. When we can match up that professional purpose with that personal purpose in an individual, and that alignment happens, and it happens across a squadron, that's a winning culture. And that starts with I know we're talking about the key spouse program and sponsorship, but it really starts on getting to know your airmen and their families. And that begins well before they even get here. Absolutely. Uh, you'll, get the, you'll get one perspective on an airman, one perspective on a family when you engage them through the sponsorship program. You get another perspective. The perspective grows when you meet them in person. And as you start to work with the airmen, as you start to to engage the family and get to know them personally, you get a whole new perspective on who they are and what they want to do. It takes time. Again, it takes intent. And it takes practice. And it starts with having a good program at first as a sponsorship program to welcome them to the unit, to make sure they know you're there to help with the the stress that goes along with the PCS. We've all been there. So stressful. Absolutely. And it continues with the Key Spouse Program as one part of that. It also takes great frontline supervisors to engage with people. It takes great flight commanders, 
great flight NCOs and flight chiefs. It takes great commanders and great command teams to work together to create that winning culture where everyone knows that they have a valuable contribution to make and that their time is well spent. And they can see themselves in that culture and they can understand where they fit. In the military, we are working long hours at times. We have exercises, we have deployments, we have TDYs. And it's sometimes difficult for the spouses and the families to understand what's happening, why it's important that we do what it is we're doing right now, um, no matter what the mission is. When a spouse is able to engage with, for instance, the key spouse or a good sponsor, and they're able to get a feel for the mission, it kind of gives them a little bit of peace of mind. At least they know what it is that's taking their loved one away for so many hours. Oh, I know what they're doing on that TDY. They're doing X, Y, and Z so that this can happen. And it kind of fills in some of those gaps that a lot of times service members have a tough time filling. We don't do a good job of communicating with our loved ones, completely honest with you. And we see it all the time at the Military and Family Readiness Center. We don't take information back home. If there's a key spouse or a sponsor or somebody from the unit that's able to engage with the family members and fill in some of those blanks, I think that goes a long way towards getting buy-in and towards that personal purpose that you mentioned earlier, getting the family driving in that same direction for that culture. So two things there, Tag. First, we ask a lot of our families. Definitely. So that personal purpose isn't just with the airman that puts on the uniform. We ask a lot of sacrifices of our families along the way. And so that purpose also gets to the family members who are part of our military family. And that's something we can never forget. The second thing is, I think you're looking for a word, a specific word here, trust. Yes. Trust is the foundation of a winning culture. Trust takes time to build. It doesn't happen simply because you show up at a unit, because you show up at a base. Trust lost at one location can impact someone's trust in the next location they might move to, which is also why sponsorship is important. But trust is fundamental. It's foundational to what we do. And so a good key spouse program, a good sponsorship program, great supervision from frontline supervisors, embedded command teams who work together along with their key spouses, help build trust across the organization that gets well beyond the specifics of mission accomplishment, but in the end is foundational to mission success. You mentioned that you've had three, three commands, and I, I think just I think I've seen 14 different assignments, 15 assignments, I think, counting this one. What are some instances where you've seen good key spouses or good sponsorship actually do just that, enhance that personal purpose and get that trust, really? We're talking about trust. We're talking about trust that the family has, that the unit is taking care of their loved one and them. What instances have you seen that trust built and how could we maybe go about doing that? Well, Tag, tag, as you said before, uh, we're not good at bringing information home. As military members, uh, we we put a lot into our day. uh, And by the time the end of the day comes, let's be honest, we're not great communicators. Yeah, I'm I'm done at the end of the day. Absolutely. And so as a lieutenant uh, and a newlywed, I did not do a good job of bringing (laughs) information home. And... uh, whether that's improved over the years, I'll, I'll, I won't offer commentary on that. Is that debatable? It's definitely debatable at, at best. Roger that. Uh, but being honest with myself, there were individuals in my first squadron who did not put on a uniform every day. 
that were the ones who connected my, my wife in a strange location, new location for us as newlyweds, that connected her to the base, that connected her to the squadron, where I honestly had failed. I can tell you personally, when I was new, because I, I started flying uh, airlift aircraft, C-17s, right after 9-11. And we were gone a lot. The nation was busy, we were busy as an Air Force, and the airlift community was extraordinarily busy. That was just the environment we went into. And that was before the Air Force had a key spouse program okay. to speak of. And the sponsorship program had existed, but those who would run it were all out of town. They were all flying missions and supportive operations in Afghanistan. Luckily, there were some individuals, one in particular, who really reached out and brought my wife into the squadron environment, got her connected with the resources that were on base. And I'm forever grateful for that because, again, I did not do that well myself. And so I've seen firsthand the benefits of a great sponsorship and key spouse program where the two were actually one and the same because one's a continuation of the other in many respects. And so I've carried that with me through my 15 assignments because that was assignment one uh, in the Air Force. My perspective on it has gotten a little better, I think, every time as I move from position to position. Spouses and our families get worried about what it is we're doing. It's a two-way street because I worry about what's happening back home while I'm TDY or I'm deployed. And these services and these programs like sponsors, especially key spouses, they can almost be a guide for those family members if they don't know who to reach out to because maybe they haven't gotten all the information that maybe the spouse should be providing. They're able to reach out to that key spouse and the key spouse can link them with whatever resources it is that they need. Or the key spouse or really anybody that's willing to care. I don't even know if it needs to be a key spouse. It just needs to be somebody that, that cares. And they're able to communicate and build that trust, like you said. But this is kind of easier said than done. And there's definitely some roadblocks. Because nowadays it's Google. You can almost Google anything. You can just go on there and just search whatever questions you have. People might not feel like they have to rely on a sponsor anymore. Well, what can a sponsor do that maybe Google can't? A sponsor, first of all, the key here is to have command teams connected with the MFRC. A sponsor, in particular, can answer personal questions, specific questions that might be unique to their situation, that Google will offer a general answer to and a useful answer to. But each location is unique. Of the 15 assignments, other than the two that I've been to twice, every location is different. And every location's brought new challenges, new friendships, new experiences, but every location is unique. And for anybody that's PCS'd, we know this, that you have a ton of questions before you move. Maybe it's about what, there, what is there to do in the local area? Where should I live? What are the best schools? Where's the, where's the best medical care? Those are all good questions. You can get general ideas from Google. But a sponsor is able to connect into what the base has to offer. You have questions on medical facilities. The sponsor is able to get in touch with the local medical group and get you specific answers. If you have questions on what are the best schools, you can Google it or you can get in touch with the MFRC through the sponsor and find out where the best schools are. Yes. If, if your child has special needs, you can find out what the resources are here locally and how to get connected into the EFMP program if you need to. The Air Force has done a wonderful job 
looking at critical expertise and making that available. But when you're moving into a location, sometimes it's hard to know who to call. And with COVID, it's equally hard to reach someone right now. That is a completely different animal now, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And so I would suggest to you and everyone else that right now, sponsorship programs and key spouse programs are more important than ever. Before you get here, you need someone you can contact and ask those personal questions to, you know, of someone to contact who you know is going to answer the phone all the time to be that person in place to go to the organization, to go to the structure, to go to the person that you need an answer from in case they're not there, in case they, you can't reach them. And if they're not there, they have their leadership team to help get in contact with their counterparts and get you a good phone number of who to contact while they're teleworking. Key spouses are incredibly important right now. We've had less in-person contact with individuals, with families, because of COVID, because of social distancing. And people and are feeling isolated. Absolutely. And it's all important. And it's all proper with COVID. But there is a concern there among commanders that that isolation has negative impacts as well. But to your point, people who care are prevalent across our ranks, across our families, getting them involved, giving them the not just the opportunity, but the empowerment to be involved, to be the caring people they are, to care for each other. That's critical now more so than ever. When a key spouse or a sponsor, it sounds like, is able to give you accurate information, relevant information that will actually impact the family, that, that builds that trust. And that's what this is all about. So now the family comes in and they're already trusting the unit. And by default, they're going to trust that what the member is doing when they're generating those sorties and working that exercise, they're going to trust that that needs to happen. And it all starts, it sounds like, with giving them accurate information before they get here. Absolutely agree. The sponsorship program is a more personalized form of communication, especially in a time with stress, where questions are abound. You're still trying to figure out how to finish up your current assignment. Maybe you're, you're selling a house. Maybe you're working on getting movers set up. Especially once kids are involved, it gets even more complicated. And so, like you said, it's, it's a more personal form of communication than what Google can provide. Although Google can give you a lot of great answers. Oh, it, it, definitely, it definitely can. So, Tag, can I ask you a question? I know this is not the normal way this flows. Oh, please. Uh, please. Okay, good. So we have about the same level of time in the Air Force. We're pretty close in our experience in the Air Force. Yes, sir. Uh, so to me, a winning culture, we'll go back to that if that's okay, is, is a culture that you want to belong to. Definitely. Is one you see yourself in. So, so Tag, what to you is a winning culture? How, <laughs> no. how would you define a winning culture? <laughs> how was I you're, not ready for you're this? You're part of the Air Base and Joint Base team. How would you define a winning culture? <laughs> I would define a winning culture as a culture where I want to be there. Essentially, it's something that I want to be there. I want to be a part of that treats me like I'm a valued member of it. I've been a part of teams where I was just where I felt like I was just a number on an Excel document. And I could tell that. It was all about who's present for duty. It was all about getting the numbers to just get the mission done. I want to feel like I'm part of that team and not just a number. And I think that goes for a lot of people. I also want them to take into account what that's doing to my family. Because in the search to just be a number on a manning dock, they're not taking into account what that's doing back home to my spouse. You know, I can work seven days straight. That's, I'm fine with that. But can my spouse deal with me working seven days straight? That's what we need. What that personal purpose is, like you'd mentioned, for that member. 
instead of just being a number on a Manning dock. I think I finally got there. After, after some brainstorming, I think I got there. Well, a winning culture is something when you see it, you know it. And you want to be part of it. That's much more concise well, than what I just said. <laughs> but it takes time to think through what that is. Not just as an individual, but as a teammate. Whether you're an airman first class or whether you're a colonel, there's no difference. It takes time, it takes intent, it takes repetition, it takes commitment. But I will tell you, Tag, this podcast is part of forming a winning culture. Well, I and, appreciate and so that. Your, your platform that you've chosen to create and use to communicate, not just with military members, but their families. When I say a winning culture, this platform, this podcast, you are part of that winning culture. This platform is important. The message you have is important. The guests you bring on are important. What they have to tell our families and our airmen and our sailors is important. And what they have to tell them, the information they provide, I think goes well beyond the 628th Air Base Wing or the 437th Airlift Wing, Joint Base Charleston. I think it's a broader message of what's out there for them. Because a winning culture doesn't start and stop at a squadron. It doesn't start and stop at a wing. It doesn't start and stop at a base. It's part of the combined Air Force and Department of Defense team that the nation relies on every day. As commanders, again, it's something we inherit from our predecessors, and we try to incrementally improve it. And then we pass it on to those, that, those who replace us, and we hope it's carried on with a common intent of taking care of airmen, taking care of sailors, taking care of families for the defense of our nation. That's a winning culture. And that's why the sponsorship program is important. That's why I think the key spouse program is important. And that's why I think the bigger MFRC program push is important. They all fit together to help us as airmen, sailors, but more importantly, as people, as human beings, to support the broader team, to defend this country over the long term. There we have it. The sponsorship and the key spouse program work in tandem. A family gets notified of an assignment and then gets focused attention from the receiving unit in the form of a sponsor to help ease what is already going to be a challenging time. Once the family is settled in, the key spouse supports the family, helping them move forward through the day-to-day -day activities, including long hours, deployments, and TDYs. Colonel Green emphasized the importance of the programs because they set a standard in a unit or organization. And these standards breed a culture that enables and motivates others, whether it's a peer, coworker, spouse, mentor, or supervisor, to reach out and get to know what he referred to as their personal and professional purpose. We discovered trust is the foundation of this winning culture, and we strive for a culture where everyone, no matter their rank and status, know they are valued and know they contribute meaningfully to the organization. And it all starts with the sponsorship and key spouse programs. If you want to find out more about the key spouse program or sponsorship program, just go to jbcmfr.com. If you're a key spouse that wants to join the Joint Base Charleston Key Spouse Network on Facebook, just search that, head over there, and request access. Key spouses in that group can share and find relevant information on base resources, such as key spouse training materials, continuing education, educational and deployment resources, and local school information. And that's just to name a few. 
It's been a big week for us at the podcast with last week's guest, Chief Master Sergeant Cologne, and now Colonel Mark Green. It's been fantastic. If you've missed the previous episode last week, Chief Cologne talks about his background and how diversity and inclusion are force multipliers. It was a good one, so check that one out after this. Please continue to spread the word about the Team Charleston Family Readiness Podcast and go ahead and give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe if you haven't already. We've had past episodes with the Family Advocacy Team. We've talked to financial experts, school liaison office. We've talked about spouse employment. We've talked about the Skill Bridge Program. We've talked to the chapel. The list goes on and on. Be on the lookout for sponsorship and key spouse episodes with our program managers in the coming weeks as well. Any references made about a specific commercial product, process, or service, or the use of any trade firm or corporation name is for the public's information and convenience and does not constitute an endorsement, recommendation, or favoring by the U.S. Air Force. Thanks, everybody. Take care.